All right. It's uh, Monday night. Is it Monday? I don't know. It is. The phone says it's Monday. It's October 9th. And it's only several hours before I was due to drop a different episode. And to be honest, I was really not in the mood of talking about anything. A lot of you are not interested in hearing or talking about anything about anything. And I decided that I'm just going to take out my mic, go to the closet because my office is weirdly uh, echoey at this time. Uh, Does it time of night actually? I don't know. Anyways, I feel like this is more of an Instagram live than a recording, but I'm just going to ask you to forgive the audio quality and the ums and the weird things that I say and the rants and the pauses and maybe the things that make absolutely no sense. Just because there are some things that I think are really worth saying about current events. We can learn, obviously, connected to the space that we're all in, uh, but just for the sake of us being able to at least try to digest the horrors of current events. So this weekend in Israel, I mean, okay, you know, you guys know what's happening. I don't, I'm not going to be the news anchor. I'm not a journalist. I don't want to be. I am not either going to talk about politics. I mean, who knows where this rant will go, but no news. Try not to do politics. Some other thoughts about what's going on. Um, And one thing that really, really struck me was the type of work that I do is I call it deep work therapy. You guys know me already by now. And it's really trying to understand the why we do what we do, really understanding how the past informs the present and bringing much more awareness to our emotional experience, bridging the gap of mind and body and and all this stuff that I find absolutely fascinating and really, really important when we're thinking about healing anything, specifically relationship with food here. But we're, you know, we're talking about a type of therapy that's that's wildly transformative. And what I was thinking about <laughs> is that it's kind of a luxury to be able to do this kind of work and to be able to engage in these kinds of conversations. Because when somebody is going through a trauma, whether it was this weekend or, I don't know, 37 years ago, and they're experiencing the aftermath of the trauma or still experiencing the trauma, to do this kind of inquisitive work and to have the luxury to be able to conjure up emotions and and try to really explore them is something that, you know, people experiencing this trauma don't get to do. So when we think about, oh, mind and body disconnect, what happened that your mind and body disconnected, that you experienced whatever it was that you experienced, and they just sort of like flew apart because the whole point of it was that your mind and body want to keep you safe. Your body can't go anywhere. And so your mind dissociates often happens because of trauma, whatever, little T, small a big T, what is it called? I clearly I'm not thinking straight tonight. But anyways, that's what happens. Now, when we get to the other side and 
perhaps we do a little bit of work and we're able to think clearly, then that's where the deep work therapy comes in. And it's actually my favorite place to be, my favorite cases and and the people I work so, so well with are the people who are in this place and they're able to be curious. They're able to engage in the nuance and to try to think about what their emotional experience might be and to really draw on their memories and I mean, all these different things, but now thinking about the, the horrific stuff that's happening that that's a huge privilege to be able to do, that you have to be so sane in order to do this kind of work. And I guess some of what I'm thinking is that it really provides me with a new appreciation for the people I work with, for the people who care about this work and are able to do it, and a new appreciation for people who can't. And I know that very often I sort of, I try not to, but I talk about a lot of the behavioral stuff, um, you know, recently coming up as well and, uh, you know, not necessarily bash it. I think that it's all great, um, but that it's sort of limited. And now, not that this is like the most massive realization, but for some people that's not possible and they, you know, they need to be fine with just being able to get to a place where they can do what they have to do to survive, to live. And maybe the deeper questions are not for everyone. And then for those of us that actually are in a position that we're curious about it and we can do it and we can push ourselves to bridge the gap between mind and body, to work on our dissociation, to really understand how our past informs our present, to really look at our relationships, to be able to really, really appreciate that. So, you know, just obviously there's so much with eating disorders and trauma connected. And I think that this is the kind of thing that resonates with so, so many people. Um, you know, of course, if if this is something that's really, really close to home for you this past weekend and who knows for the foreseeable future, then even having this conversation is completely beyond the scope of where you're thinking. I honestly don't know why you're listening to this, but if you're in this position and you're, you know, about putting one foot in front of the other, yes, it's about making sure that you and your family is fed and and that you try to sleep as much as you possibly can and that you just do the things that you need to do in order for your body to function. And the rest of it will just sort of figure itself out. But I think that if you do have the capacity to be able to experience what you're feeling, to be able to tolerate the discomfort that's going on. And uh, discomfort is, I guess, like a really big understatement. To be able to experience the pain that you're experiencing or the world is experiencing and still be able to, you know, do your work and, you know, have to do what you have to do is, is also something that's really, really difficult and a skill that we learn to use. So there's obviously a lot that we need to do right now. Um, But yeah, okay. Anyways, that's what I wanted to say about trauma and deep work therapy. The other thing is like not exactly on the same page as that. I guess this is the more political part. Ugh, I hate talking about politics. Uh, But I guess 
some of the things that I've been noticing is that, uh, you know, just sort of outside of the horrific stories that we're learning in Israel. So like before this weekend, this past weekend, I've been thinking about the political divide and maybe not like politics uh, in terms of the sense that we use the word, uh, but more so like, you know, when we use in high school politics, that, that that sort of way of using it, you know what I mean? Anyways, that's my rant. Typically, I would take that out. Whatever. Maybe you like it. It's sort of mimicking what, and maybe not to the same extent, but sort of mimicking what I've been thinking about for the last couple of months about diet culture versus anti-diet culture. And of course, it's not that binary. It's not like you're you're in the diet culture, you're in the anti-diet culture, or, or you know, or I hope that it's not that binary. But what has happened in our community of eating disorder professionals and or, or eating disorder clinicians and people who are haze aligned and they are trying to help you know, bring a little bit more awareness to all these different things about like social justice and fat positivity um, and, and medical care and all this stuff that in the attempt to go all this way in the social justice movement in the anti within the anti-diet culture, the culture has sort of adopted a lot of the things that I actually really hate about diet culture and hate about social media in general, that it's either you're with us or against us. And if you're against us, oh, you will know. We will cancel you. We will shame you. And so there's no room for respect. There's no room for nuance. There's no room for curiosity. All the things that I talk about that are so, so important. This type of hate is just bad. Like, and I know that's also something bad. I don't typically say bad. What? What's the more specific bad? Is it bad or good? Or maybe it's gray. Well, no, this is not gray. Hate, disrespect, violence is bad. So when we get to a point where we all rally around each other, sharing positions, sharing ideals, sharing values, but then somebody comes in and doesn't agree with us and then we totally crush them. Is that the world that's trying to create love, self-love, interpersonal love, fat positivity, a world in which we are able to live freely and everybody has equal access? I mean, it's just a lot of this just feels so contradictory to me that either some of the values that people are preaching are directly criticized in their actions or it's that you either agree with us completely or not at all and if you don't agree with us then you're just shamed so for example this particular issue on israel versus palestine and i'm sure it's a lot more nuanced than i understand my understanding is probably very very black and white on it and and honestly like i really don't care that it's not that much more nuanced but the idea is that if i would say something like that and especially somebody who's just straight up 
liberal, social justice, that is who I am, then, well, maybe not me, I'm clearly Jewish. So maybe they're expecting it from me, but somebody else might express that opinion. And then they're, you know, not a liberal anymore. They have conservative values, which from some, somebody who's a social justice warrior is probably the biggest insult they can probably send your way. And I think that as somebody who's obviously Jewish and has so many personal ties to whatever's going on, that it is the most hurtful and offensive thing to say that, you know, there are deaths on both sides and there are, there's genocide happening in Gaza and all of these things that I think we really have to think about how is somebody else receiving our information? Maybe you're thinking about this and maybe it's intentionally to harm, but if we're going to be in this side of the world and trying to increase the love and connection that, I mean, of course we're trying to do that. And what am I saying? If, of course we're trying to do that. I'm a therapist. I mean, like, this is how I was trained. This is exactly what I do with my clients is, you know, try to promote self-love and interpersonal connection and all this stuff that takes away that doesn't take away that that really limits someone's ability to be mentally well i i just i don't know what we're doing i don't know what we're doing as therapists i don't know what we're doing trying to heal relationships with food i don't know what we're doing with social justice i don't know what we're doing as friends as humans as people there's one of the list serves that i've that i'm on i don't really check a lot of them they're just very long and wordy but one of them all day has been blowing up about this whole thing and people are really firing off at each other and i think that as a therapist watching other therapists rip each other's heads off about this and and obviously i completely disagree with one side it's just it is so infuriating um i i feel sad about the world the therapeutic world and and these are our providers this is how they're behaving um but you know again like i'll say it again it's just so incredibly hurtful and offensive when people talk this way um anyways i think that the rant is over i'll probably hop back on stories for the rest of this week and whenever i feel like saying something about, um, you know, whatever's going on currently, but not in a news way, like stuff that just pertains to this uh, community, to me, to the Jewish Israeli community, to the therapeutic community, to people who have experienced trauma community, to all of us. Um, and, and so I'll be hopping on stories. Be sure to sign up for my newsletter. I'll probably say some things over there. If you're looking for some sort of support or even just like wanted to hold a virtual hand, you know where to find me. We are here together. And I think really the only thing that we can do right now is to maintain our connections and maintain support and maintain love for each other. Because if we don't, if we just do the hate thing, if we just do the shame thing, if we just stay in the trauma thing, and dissociate and disconnect, then 
then we're we're totally we're totally screwed. Um all right. I guess I will see you next week. Not I guess. <laughs> of course, I will see you next week with uh episode 100 as promised. And that one you don't want to miss. That one is with Elise Rush. <laughs>